Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about two post-operative techniques. We talk about how a posterior lateral corner reconstruction could impact your ACL progression, and we talk about a superior capsular repair for an irreparable, massive rotator cuff repair. That was a big one. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. We're up at Champion PT and Performance up in Boston, Mass. Lenny McCrina, Dan Pope, Dave Tilly, Mike Scaduto. A little difference there, right? Getting there. We have our awesome students here to ask us some awesome questions from our awesome listeners. I feel like I'm at an <laughs> Apple event right now. We've got an amazing podcast. This is the best episode. version of the Mike podcast this is, ever. This is, this is an amazing episode here. It's going to be so much better. So we have Adam Pazow. Ow! This is how. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Maybe, oh, that's what we should do for him. Pazow. <laughs> no, I mean, then it's like, it's like, it goes down the line. Everybody knows a different one. And then, Kapow. Boom. Wait, 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 wait. All right, ready? Everybody get their phrase? Yep. Everybody get their exclamation? Yep. Ready? Adam Pazow. Classic episode. Right? <laughs> thanks, thanks, Adam. That's good stuff. He is from Nyet, the New York Institute of Technology. Python, man. Nyet. Nyet. He's also from Russian uh, for no. That's Nyet. That's good. Nyet's a good point. That's in there. But yeah, physical therapy, the, the tech side of physical therapy. We have Andrew K. Bomb Kirschbaum from Oakland University. As you guys can see, it's November ish in this podcast filming so yes yeah. I must ask you a question terrible decision on K-Bomb <laughs> I don't know if anyone can zoom in on his face right now but uh, yeah good one that was good and then obviously fan favorite everybody's favorite Brian Wings. Winkler here for another awesome episode so who wants to take it away Pazow! I'm ready. I just got my first post-op ACL and posterior lateral corner reconstruction case. From the research I've done, it seems that PLC dictates the rate at which we progress through exercises. Any helpful advice or resources would be appreciated. Alright, so this is an interesting one. ACL post-op with a posterior lateral corner, which is certainly more complicated. Give it to the student. Before <laughs> let the student figure that one out. Um, I, you know, before Lenny, we can let you answer this one, obviously. But before we get into that, like, have you ever seen an ACL with a posterior lateral corner in isolation? No, I mean, like, it's usually like other well, stuff going no, on. No yeah. PCL or LCL? Yeah, usually. It's kind of hard, right? right? It's usually like all gone. I don't want to say like never, but yeah, like... maybe you didn't give us the whole... That's like a 300 pound lineman that fell on your leg and yeah, just like, tore through it all. For, to, to, to get an anterior tibial, tibial translation and a posterior lateral, that has to be like a huge hyperextension, but a hyperextension lateral yeah, yeah. kind of movement there. It'd be really hard to not dislocate like ACL, PCL, and do LCL. So, yeah. you know, I, that's my first thing that jumped out is... is this is complicated and this may be more complicated than even that right right but you know i don't know i mean am i off on that just before you even answer no i mean hearing the question too it, it i would 
assume there's more to it, but maybe not. So I, I can't assume, I guess. But yeah. usually there's a, a, a PCL component. Usually there's a meniscus component too, just because yeah, of true. the rotation and the sharing that had gone on. So um, I think just taking a step back and thinking about the anatomy that's involved, because you got to protect those structures, right? So you got LCL, which I would assume was involved. At some, at some aspect, maybe if it's just a grade two sprain, but still it's involved. Uh, you have popliteus that's probably involved. You have um, probably maybe some form of the biceps, lateral biceps that might be involved. So I've seen that. So you got to respect that. Yeah, not that biceps. Um, you got to respect that soft tissue healing. So how I would treat it would be um, not to, you got to go by, obviously by your doc, but you got to respect that hyperextension. So I wouldn't push hyperextension because of the popliteus component and that kind of the screw home mechanism that's involved with it. I'd also be cautious of lateral leg raises, like abduction, because of the LCL and the lateral structures, so you gotta be cautious with that. Um, and you also gotta watch, it's probably limited weight bearing too, I would imagine, if not, you may wanna just be cautious of that because of the, the weight bearing with a rotational component to it could uh, do something to the healing structures, and I'd probably hold that for a few weeks easily. Uh, some, some docs would wait six weeks for weight bearing, I've seen as well but completely even with like a brace locked and extension I, yes but i don't agree with it so brace should be locked in extension uh you can do you should be able to do quad sets i'd still be cautious i used to put something under somebody's knee to prevent that hyperextension early on i don't want to lose hyperextension but i also don't want to get into deep hyperextension um so i'd be cautious with that patellomobes and that first six weeks just kind of go easy. Range of motion should be the relative tolerance, although getting into deeper amounts of flexion may stress some of those posterior lateral structures. So I'd be a little cautious with that, but you should be able to get 90 degrees for the first two Could weeks. Could you do above the knee joint? That's a question. Could you do above the knee joint, like resistance bands and like manual stuff if you want to maintain abduction? You know, same thing uh, that we go like above the road for a humeral cuff thing. I got you. I don't yeah. know if that'd be possible. Probably, yeah. You probably you can get creative. I'd still, that way. I'd still delay the yeah. even just like the gravity right. of it or the position. Yeah, of you it. could do isometrics. And don't forget too. I think there's a it's a rotary torque that has right. something to do with right. it too. It's not just like just like, it's not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not just straight lateral. So, I mean, yeah, it's delayed a little bit. Everything you know? is delayed. Bigger let deal. The, let, yeah, you don't want them to get and if, especially if it's a younger female. I don't know what the if it's a, what the demographics are, but females are going to get looser in those structures than guys just on after just in, in general. I feel like so you got to be cautious with that so just ligaments in general just you know tend to loosen up uh, laterally uh, probably not as much swelling and stiffness as if it was a medial side issue so you pr your range of motion oftentimes comes back relatively easy but I agree that the the ACL component is not going to be as limiting as the posterior lateral uh, corner component that's it's it's gonna you're gonna slow it down a little bit yeah. it's probably gonna be slow down give or take like at least two weeks it's an advanced right. level athlete yeah I, I I wouldn't be surprised just being a couple weeks right but I can see in the general pop like you know four week kind of like like slow down with some of those precautions in there right. you know I, I I think it would be you know pretty solid so um, yeah, have fun with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good one. That's a fun one. You know, so it's good to see different put it, ones. Put like it in that. the memory bank. Do some yeah. research on it, and then you are the person. For, so random for that. But Terry Malone's course on Medbridge is extremely helpful for that. I took that. Oh, really? I had a random. I had a, uh, <laughs> yeah. I had a like a really complex knee, and he goes to like all the different structures, testing, posterior nice. lateral, anterior yeah. rotary. Yeah. I was like, I had never knew this existed, so it was really helpful. Yeah, no, Terry's Terry's awesome. And so. Uh, I would just say, like, I would also reach out to the doc if I were you. Yeah, and just over communicate. Just, I, there, there, there could be a big PCL 
you know, yeah. spraying. And, and you remember too that PCLs don't always do well if you reconstruct them. So oftentimes they don't. So if they have some some posterior laxity, that's also going to probably change. Right. It, yeah. Right? Get the op report so you have all the yeah. information. Look at the meniscus. Look at uh, joint stru like uh, articular cartilage structures. How was that? Because it sounds like it was a pretty right. good injury. So there's probably some bruising going on, bone bruising going on the joint, and anything else. So I would I would get yeah. as much information as possible. Articular cartilage. Articular cartilage. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, Great Boston. Lanny. Uh, awesome, good question. What's next? All right, Dom in Cincinnati. Hey, Mike. A few ortho surgeons our practice works with closely are starting to perform superior glenohumeral capsular reconstructions as an alternative to massive rotator cuff repairs. Some protocols indicate rehab similar to a standard rotator cuff repair with immediate passive motion as tolerated, while others are decelerated and limit cuff strengthening until four to five months. What are your initial thoughts on how they should be progressed with rehab? Yeah, that's the Dom, right? My that's, uh, that's <laughs> I have a, no idea. I, I like the way Dom, Dom, right? Not Don, Dom. I like the way Dom really spelled that out a little bit because that's actually a good point right here. So superior capsular reconstruction, so shoulder joint. Remember, this is for a massive rotator cuff repair. That kind of tells you everything. This is from an irreparable massive ah, rotator cuff repair. So I, I've been speaking at a bunch of physician-based uh, conferences this last year. Too many, to be honest with you. No offense. Uh, but they, and, uh, they, um, I, we, we've talked about this quite a bit at some of these conferences and using this here. So uh, I believe the technique was developed in Japan. And the funny part that I learned, I didn't realize this here, um, I think it was developed because it's something along the lines like they can't do reverse shoulders or something in, in Japan. I think that's the story, yeah. There's, 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 like some, there's about something that. about that. I remember somebody talked about that in one of their presentations. Was that yeah, at this yeah, course this weekend too? Yeah, yeah. yeah so, like, so they did that as a way in, instead of doing it. But realize this is the spectrum of a massive irreparable rotator cuff repair. Right, so this is that tells you a lot about like the, where the status of this person's tissue quality and stuff like that. So this isn't certainly anybody that you're accelerating to really like go through fast and rehab. This is like a salvage procedure, right? If you have osteoarthritis, I'm pretty sure you're probably going to get a total shoulder at this point with that type of person, and you could do things like the reverse total shoulder as well, or, or this type of thing. So this is new, right? They're using like a scaffold almost. It's like you know they, they you know I think they used to use autograph tissue like. TFL and, and, and stuff like that, but I think now they're they have quite a bit of uh, allograft tissue that they can use from. But they're putting that superiorly. And think about it. So what's happening is they're trying to prevent superior humeral migration because that's what you know with a rotator cuff tear over time as partial tears get worse and worse and worse, you get more and more superior migration, and then it just keeps wearing down on the rotator cuff. It wears down, right? Whoa, wait. Did we just talk biomechanical and how it relates to pathology? Yeah, no. it, it does, right? And so, I mean, pretty clear if you have a partial rotator cuff tear, you have increased superior migration and then that translates to complete tears over time. It's just degenerative in nature. So biomechanically, what they're trying to do is put that at the top to prevent that superior humeral migration. And I think, uh, Mike, what they say in the conference, outcomes are decent, right? Yeah, it definitely does, uh, and it depends. There's a couple of different surgical techniques, but it definitely limits superior migration of the humeral head by like a good amount. I, th I just looked at something this morning. I think it's it's like almost 200% like wow. uh, after the repair is the limitation. That's so, great, so it's yeah. good. And functional outcomes, they <clears throat> tend to do well, right? Now remember though, massive irreparable tears. We're talking about older population. We're not talking about people getting back to tennis, you know, and baseball like that, but functionally, I think they get back to their ADLs Dishes. quite well with this procedure. So right. who knows, we may we may start seeing it more, but to answer the question that I think he comes back to, and let jump in if you have anything, but like, like 
some protocols are, I wouldn't say fast. I think they're just like, you can do some cautious passive range early on. And some are just like, no, no, no passive range for six weeks and no strengthening times 12 weeks, which is exactly what we're finding, which is the rotator cuff world anyway with the surgeons. Some are uber conservative because for this person, they're at such a different functional level that I don't think they're trying to get them back that fast. This is like a salvage procedure. you got to think of it that way. Um, so I don't know. In therapy, I would start doing passive range. I mean, I superior capsule reconstruction, I probably wouldn't go past like 90 degrees for like that first, you know, you know, give or take month, maybe six weeks, depending on the tissue quality, which is clearly bad. But, you know, I probably wouldn't do that at the beginning. I wouldn't necessarily go full range. But, I mean... I don't know. I probably would do something. I don't know. Len, any, yeah, any I've, thoughts? I've honestly never treated one of these. I'm definitely intrigued by it. I've tried to do a little research on it uh, and interacted on Twitter with some docs about it. It's, like you guys have said, it seems promising. It seems good. Um, I think if if I see extremes of doctors, then I tend to go middle of the road and just say probably early motion is probably okay. Cause early limited. Early maybe. limited. Yeah, maybe limited. Saying, yeah. But I mean, as you go into <laughs> higher amounts of flexion, are you truly stressing the superior capsule? What about external yeah. rotation? Like Zero, yeah. External rotation, maybe, but if you bring them out yeah, into more yeah, degrees yeah, of abduction, yeah. are you, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? If you're out here and do an external rotation, it might not be as stressful yeah. as if you were down by the side. You can argue that's less stressful. That's why they're Correct. in an abduction pillow, because right. they shouldn't do a deduction. Exactly. Not abduction. So true. I, I think uh, it's a promising thing, and I, I think to answer your question, I don't necessarily know if I agree with the four months of no strengthening, but I think Mike said it that there's so many other factors. Uh, there's an irreparable cost. There's probably fatty infiltration, poor prognosis. Why the rush? But just get their motion back, get their pain under control, and get them functional eventually. You know, you have to hopefully have time with these, although insurance is going to limit you. So yeah, I yeah, I would agree, and I bet you they have less limitations with range of motion stuff. But I could be wrong. Yeah. I mean, yeah. certainly not a population we see a ton of here. But yeah. you know, but again, from going to these meetings and talking to the docs, it's 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 an option, and it seems viable. Yeah. It just it seems like one of those ones. There's just why rush? What is it a rush about? So um, anyway, good, great episode. Good, a couple of good post-op questions with some kind of different techniques. I like those. Those are good questions. Keep them coming. Head to MikeRinald.com, click on that podcast link, and you can ask us questions like that. It'd be awesome. Head to iTunes, Spotify, rate, review, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRinald.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReynolds.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.